my son said, don't take too much time talking, because he's right, I, I'm a talker, I've always been a talker. But um, I wrote down some thoughts. Uh, you would think that I've had a lot of thoughts. I had so many thoughts, I had so many pieces of paper, so I consolidated them, because um, this, this woman in front of us really was really important to me. Um, Christine, I remember her coming through that front door, and I opened up the door, smiled at her, and she said, I always remember how you were so welcoming to me. I didn't know that. And then everybody kept, my son kept talking about bunny, and I said, so what is this bunny thing? I don't get it. Well, little William over there was only two years old, but my understanding is he didn't like the name Christine. It was too hard for him to say, but he liked Bunny, and she liked that too. And I said, you know what? For a stepmom, that's a good name, Bunny. So that's why we always think of her with the Bunny. You surprised saw that video with her holding a Bunny. She loved bunnies. Um, I wanted, I thought, well, maybe what I need to do is say some words um, in reference to what I would describe her as, what kind of person. I thought when I first met her, I felt that she was lost. And then coming to know her, she left like when she was 17 years to join the Navy. And that's our tie. I was in the, uh, the Navy, I was 21 years, I was a chief in the Navy. And I looked at her, my eyes opened up, I said, oh my gosh, this woman did four years in the Navy. She did on a ship. I, People, I was fortunate I never got on a ship. She was on the hull of the ship, and that's what happened with her. And I was like, my hat, my, I salute her because of that. That's such a hard thing to do, to be in the hull of the ship. But she joined the Navy, did four years. She loved the Navy. She had so many stories about the Navy. The people, she still had friends from the Navy. Um, that even went to her birthday party and um, uh, decided to have a surprise birthday party for her. And I was like astonished. And um, the one thing she did not know, because she did not know Christ the way I knew Christ, like the way I think Nick found Christ, but she was eager to find out who Christ was. And so I called her that she was a little bit lost at the beginning when we first met her. She wasn't yet what my daughter-in-law would say. Well, she hasn't found her niche yet. She doesn't see herself as a Gonzalez yet. And I thought that was cute. I don't know. That's the way we look at it. You had to be a Gonzalez. Putting hands up in the air, praising God, being Pentecostal all the way. She fell right into that trap, and she loved being just herself. And she had that beautiful voice. It made it so much easier, I think, for her. Then she, I look at her as a found person because she did find Christ. She changed Nick's world. Christ changed Nick's world. She changed all of our world. Um, it's funny because she found a brand new family. These two kids, Angelica, Nick, uh, Jr., um, William. That was her brand new family when she found Nick, when she found Christ. Christ just opened up his arms and said, guess what? You've been suffering and I'm gonna give you something special. I remember her sitting there. She said, I'm so angry. I said, you have every right to be angry. She said, nobody listened to me. I said, you're right, we did not listen to you. You were sick and we did not see it. We did not, they couldn't find it. You're right. And she said, 
But, you know, I found Nick. I said, yeah. She said, I found Price. I said, yeah. She said, I had an instant family. I said, yeah. <laughs> she said, uh, you know, I had my own home. I never thought I was going to have my own home. I never thought I would have a real family. And you guys are really my real family. You're like a mom to me. I said, yeah, yeah. That's so, so true. I called her as a worker bee. She was a, really a worker bee. She worked for Christ. When she found Christ, she was open for everything. She was there to help people. She prayed for people. Um, her and my son, I mean, they were out there all the time telling me all the different places they went to and how they're praying for this person or that person. Um, a lot of people don't know, but before Nick met her, she worked here in Jacksonville with the homeless people. That's how her heart was. She was with people. She loved people. And also, she worked with the American Cancer Society. She had worked with people who already had what she did not know she was going to come down with. Um, she helped people whenever they called upon her, and she was okay with Nick helping others. And that's a hard thing to do when your husband's asked to do things and God's calling him and you've got to back him up. But she was there. She was there for these kids too. She was there because she loved music. She loved to sing. She did the choir. She made music. She sang music. She wrote music. What a talented person she really has been. And she shared it with all of us. She's smart as a Dickens. So many people there. Smart girl. I just sat there and, oh, gosh, I never had all that smartness. I gave it to my kids, but I do not have all that smartness. I don't know. I used to say, well, I don't know how my kids got it. Oh, she's smart. Smart, smart, comes from a wonderful family. They're smart people, apparently. She always pushed herself. She got, she went back to college at an older age, which is really hard to do. If you can do it younger, it's better. Just telling you guys. But the reality is, is that she wanted a better job, so she knew she had to go to college, and that's how they met, right? And she, I remember at the graduation how she was just full of smiles. Um, she was able to keep track of her illness right on her, um, her little clock there, that iPad thing. I was totally amazed. She said, oh yeah, she'd just write things down. I said, oh, how can you see that? But she was always in technically ready to go. She was a photographer. A lot of people don't know that, but she loved art. She painted. I'm a painter myself, so I appreciated all her pictures, uh, her photographs, because they were so unique. Loved it. She had an eye for that, truly an eye for that. She was a fighter. For one year, she had the symptoms and trying hard to keep up a good fight. Three years of fighting, you know, and unfortunately, she's not here with us. But then again, she is. All I can tell you is last Wednesday when I saw her, all she said to me is, I just want to be with my family. You know, Mom, I just want to get with my family. I said, well, sweetheart, I understand that. Because when she woke up in January, I think she thought, I really thought too, that she was going to be able to do her ministries. She knew God was telling her to do ministry for the church. And I said, yes, yes, let's do it. I know you can do it. And then um, we had this problem with this virus that came in, and it wasn't planned. 
She said, I'm so mad that that virus came in. I said, yes, because I can't come and see you. I'm like, I, 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 I mean, it's hard, hard to travel. It's, it's, it was not a good thing because I was missing her. And it's hard when you're missing somebody. So she loved her music. She had like an Irish kind of singing. I thought, I loved it, I loved it. Um, she played different instruments. She was a dreamer. She's very much like my son, Nick, a dreamer. Nick's a dreamer. And she was the same way. And they would start to get together. You see this connection going back and forth and how they were going to work on this and that. And before I know it, they're doing a CD together. And I'm thinking, oh, I cannot believe it. My son doesn't know anything about this. How did he do it? She said, he's talented. That's OK. Um, and like I said, um, she wanted somebody really, really precious in her, her life. And of course, Nick doesn't think this, but she would say to me, I got a real hunk. He's so good looking. I just can't believe I got somebody so good looking. I said, yeah, yeah he's always been that way. Yeah, I think he's a hunk too. You're right. You're right. She wanted kids. She had that. Uh, wanted to be married. She wanted her own house. She wanted um, a good paying job. She, she was able to achieve that. She wanted her to be loved in her own church. And she wanted to give love in her own church. She was headstrong. She's part Portuguese, Irish. And um, I was going to say Italian, but she's not Italian. I always thought she was Italian. Um, she was always friendly. Uh, I, I actually did not realize how many friends she had until everybody showed up at that surprise birthday party that one evening. We had a blast. She was in the wheelchair. She had no clue. It was the best thing. And I realized she loved people. She hugged them. She loved on them. She prayed for them. Um, she loved her support. She had so much support in this church. I was asking my... Uh, granddaughter right there, Angelica, I said, what does BFF stand for? And she said, oh, Grandma means a best friend forever. So I had her write that down. Because she really was my best friend forever. Um, the only thing I miss, I'm going to miss, and I really am so mad at myself, I didn't get her beauty secrets. She knew how to put on makeup like a professional. She had a professional kit because she's a singer. And one of the things, you have to look good. And I did, never got that. I mean, some of you women understand what I'm talking about. I should have really gotten that. It's like a recipe that you really need to get uh, <laughs> from somebody. Um, I know um, we had time together, even though she was ill. And I have to say, we spent time being best friends in front of the TV, watching all those sappy romantic music uh, uh, movies. Nick was gone with the Royal Rangers, and I tell you, we had so much fun. We giggled, we laughed, we just were beside ourselves. We prayed, we forgave, because when you talk about things that hurt you, forgive. That's when you pray a whole lot. But and we ate popcorn. We loved popcorn, <laughs> but we talked, laughed, and giggled a lot. Um, She was a prayer warrior. We need to be praying for our nation. 
We need to be praying for those in charge of us. We need to be praying for mom and dads, uncles and aunts. We need to pray for people who just come up and say, hey, I have this problem, just pray right there on the spot. That's what you do. Take their hand and just pray right for them. Um, praying when you're sick sometimes seems like it's impossible because your mind is just going in so many different directions. We've got to bring our focus back to Christ, be in prayer. Before I forget, I want to tell everybody that we're going to release some butterflies because Christine loved butterflies. My sister Annette loved butterflies and her, you know, uh, those little butterflies are out in the front. I love butterflies. We just were like cool on butterflies. Um, I just want to thank everybody who came to, to visit her, to send cards, said prayers, um, flowers, thank you. What really soothed her, knowing that other people loved her, because all of you were her family. Thank the thank Pastor Burbacher and your wife Amber, because I know you guys were there. Thank you, Pastor Burbacher, for marrying my son to this woman. I said, no way. But um, God knew what they, what they both needed. They both needed him, and they both needed each other, and it really, really turned out. It was one of the wonderfulest things you could have done for our family, mostly for Nick. Um, I just want to thank all of our good friends. I mean, there's so many good, good friends out there, and you know who you are. If I name one or two, I would miss somebody, and I don't want to miss anybody. But I know you You know who you are. I've hugged you. I've loved with you. I've talked to you. Um, I also want to thank the ear doctor that didn't give up on a woman who came in saying she couldn't breathe and she had pain in her back and, and her hip. I just want to... I just want you to pray for those people who are medical people. I used to be a hospital corpsman, a medical person, and sometimes we make a mistake. We don't listen. Thank the Lord that we have listening doctors and nurses out there. And they are out there for us. Just that they gotta be prayed for. That's a good, those are good people to pray for. It's a hard job, a very hard job. Um, I just want to say, Nick, for all the ways that she made a difference in your life, Nick, she will always be remembered. And for all of us, for all the ways that she made a difference in our lives, she will always be remembered. Thank you. Thank you, Mom. It's like crickets quiet in here. I'd rather have my wife to my back instead of looking out over her right now. So come down here. Um, on the your program that you got, flip it over. There's three lines so you can fill in for this message. I'm just kidding. Got you guys. You know, so <laughs> <laughs> sorry. That's uh, we missed Pastor Chad's bulletins in the morning. So 
Um, I just had to throw that in there just to see who's paying attention. Um, so we've talked about Christine and we've talked about her life. And I want to go back to the beginning when I first met her. Christine and I were doing an online class at FSCJ. It was, it was you know, trying to get our bachelor's degree. We were both in the same program. And this wonderful teacher said, you have to do this project and you have to meet together and you have to interview somebody at a building and ask them a bunch of questions and do this project. And I'm like, this is an online class. Why do I have to meet with somebody else in my online class to do a project? This made absolutely no sense. But I'm gonna tell you, God had a plan. So Christine wanted to interview some other company. I said, no, why are we gonna do that? When you work at the American Cancer Society, we can interview a director right there and not have to go dial somebody and try and get somebody to answer questions for us. And so that's what we did. And so we uh, met with Ms. Therese, who's here today, and uh, we asked her lots of questions. And at the time, I wasn't dating my wife. I had no interest in her, even though um, her boss would tell you something differently. Um, she said I had this twinkle in my eye and I was spinning for her. And I was like, okay, okay, maybe, but no. I, I really felt like I was going through a very dark place in my life. Things had uh, fallen apart in my previous relationship and there was a lot of hurt within me. But Christine came into my life and changed so much. But it wasn't instantly. I, I kept telling her, and as you read in the pamphlet, we are not compatible. And you, you may think, oh, why were you not compatible? Okay. My wife had a crystal ball. I'm a Christian. No, if you don't know what a crystal ball is, you know, Wiccan stuff. She was she had tarot cards. Like, I went to her house one time. Her friend called, and she was giving a reading. I'm like, I'm like, um, yeah. I don't know if I should come over your house again. Like, this is how one-sided Christine was, and I was like the opposite spectrum. And I was like. And that's why the whole not compatible thing is, is there, because we were not compatible. She had cats. I'm allergic to cats. Mm -mm. Doesn't mix. Like, and I said, yeah, you'd have to get rid of your cats. That's not happening. So, yeah, you don't have to worry about it. But God had a different plan. We had to keep a journal because God kept mashing us together, trying to put us together. And I was completely hurt, broken. I said, I can't do it. She was in a prior relationship. She was broken and hurt. She said, I can't do it. This woman had bangs. Y'all know what those are? Bangs? Yeah, I looked at her and said, I don't like bangs. <laughs> yeah, if you can, go, you can go back through Facebook, find a picture of her bangs. I didn't like that, Christine. I was like, no. And so we made an agreement. She could no longer have bangs, and I could no longer shave my facial hair because I had no facial hair when we met. And she said, that's not, that's not, she said, that's Nicholas, and this is the Nick. So when I grew the facial hair in, she said, wait, that's who you really are. You've been, you were hiding your true self. So, but God kept putting us together. My, my mom, of course, knowing I was going through um, a lot of pain, turmoil, she said, if you ever meet another woman, your, your ex was short. Can you, can you make sure she's tall? Your ex had blonde hair. Can you make sure she has dark hair? Y'all get in the picture? Are you picturing Christine? And so... I had to tell my mom, I was like, okay, well, this, this woman keeps coming up in my life, and let me tell you about her, and my mom, my mom wasn't happy. It's too soon. Are you crazy? I, and I, I had, we kept a journal because God kept putting us together. Like, we, we went, I went with her to the grocery store with William when he's one and a half, maybe, 
and William, while we're checking out the register, not not even dating, we weren't dating, we're just, I just went with her, took her to the grocery store because she didn't drive. You know, she's from Philly. They don't believe in cars, most of them. <clears throat> so they use public transportation. And so we went to the grocery store and William says, mom, to my wife. And I was like, I, did, I was conflicted. Like, we're not dating, we're not married. Like, why are you calling her mom? But it was almost like prophetic. It's like, oh, okay, okay. And then there was another situation where like, well, how would I tell my ex that I'm dating somebody? You know, that, that's like a really difficult thing. And okay, God said, don't worry about it, I'll take care for you. We're at Publix and we see them in Publix. Oh, all right, God, I got it. You, you, you understand that God, God just kept moving, kept doing. And I met Christine and I went to her house and she was um, had on the radio and was singing music. And I looked at my wife and I said, you missed your call. And she said, what? what are you talking about? You're supposed to be a singer. Not knowing her past, not knowing she attempted to be a singer when she was younger, but they wanted to, her to wear really short shorts and she just walked out of that place. I didn't know any of that, but I said, you were supposed to be a singer. And that came to pass. I looked at my wife also, and she was telling me about all her broken relationships with her family, and her mom didn't talk to her, her dad didn't talk to her, nobody talked to her, and it's been 10 years, 11 years, how many years has it been? And I said, God's gonna fix that. And she wasn't a believer. She's like, ha, ha, you don't know my family. <laughs> and I said, you don't know God. And I told her, I said, you know what? One of these days we're gonna drive to New Jersey and you're gonna see your family. And she's like, you're crazy. She thought I was absolutely crazy. And it came to pass that she did go up to New Jersey and she did mend relationships with her family. And I did drive her up to New Jersey and, it, and it's completely odd because all these different situations and things happen within our family and our unit and we spoke things over each other and they came to pass and God was just there. He was in it all. And it took her mom's passing for her to, for all these doors to open up for her family and for her family to be reunited. And yet again, it took her mom's passing for her to write that song, Praying For You, which she wrote for her mom four days before she passed. I remember the day that she went in the room and recorded that song, a rough recording of her crying while she was singing it for her mom. And then she had, she felt so much passion. She said, we need to make a record label, a Christian record label to put this song out because people need to hear it. And I don't know why. She just felt, I wrote this song for her, but people need to hear it. And so we did. We, we made a record label, we put it out. We said, here, here. And, and people listened to it and they liked it. And we made music videos. And people were like, wow, I remember making the first music video and people were like, what's this thing? I really liked it. You gonna make another one? I was like, I, I was playing around. I'm like, mm, they don't know how much work it is. And so I said, all right, I'll make another music video. And that second video was Lead Me to the Cross. And Christine and I, she loved photography. We took our cameras, we went all around Jacksonville taking pictures, different crosses, cemeteries, all types of things. And that, that's what we did. We spent time together, we invested in each other, and we, we put out this video and she was singing an acapella and, and people were liking it. And I'm like, what's going on here? And so a little part that I didn't start with was six, no, seven months before I met Christine, I was in a different church in a pew praying and saying, God, my life is broken. I'm ready for change. I'm ready to 
put everything aside, no matter where you need to send me. I'm ready to be a missionary if you need to send me overseas, but I feel like I need to reach more people for Christ. And I sat there in that pew and just cried. Nobody else knew what was going on. This was between me and God. But seven months after that situation is when my, my other relationship, my marriage broke apart. Everything changed. And then that's when God brought Christian into my life. And I didn't fully understand that me being a missionary, I was thinking I'm going to get sent to Tijuana, Mexico, overseas, someplace. And I'm like, but through Christine's music, we reached thousands and thousands of people around the world. And it was one day I was telling, I don't know if it was Jimmy or somebody else, and I was sharing how many different countries we've reached on YouTube. And then it hit me, it dawned on me. You prayed and said you were ready to reach more people. And yet we were. But it didn't, I didn't click until God opened my eyes. I was like, okay, God, I see what you're doing. And so many people like, when you and Christine are together, you're like, power couple and I don't and I'm, nobody's able to explain it like there's just something about the two of you together and I, I really want you to understand that in a relationship it's like a triangle there's three points so your husband your wife and God and the more that you both seek God you both meet in the middle okay so and it's really key for relationships for anybody's having relationships the more you seek God, the more that your relationships, they, they fix themselves. You don't have to go and try and fight people and fight your husband or fight your wife or whatever the situation is. Search after God and God will provide and things will just come into place and it'll blow your mind. Christine was an amazing woman. She really was. And you would think I'd known this woman for 30 years. It hasn't been that long. We did more in the few years that I've known her than maybe some of you have done in your lifetime, which is, which is, which is crazy. But God just kept pushing us. He pushed us to serve. We, we did all the Christian conscience that came through. We served in the different ministries, but we served together. We found something, and we just did it together. And together, we were able to change the lives of others, not even knowing. I continue to get so many messages, and I can't even explain to you. How many people that my wife has moved? How many people? I get cards in the mail from people that I don't even know saying, I recommitted my life to Christ because of what I saw your wife going through. That's not me. That's not my wife. That's God. God used her to reach people, to touch people, and to change lives. And for those of you that are sad that my wife is gone, understand that God had a purpose. And every time that we had a trial, we prayed and we saw God work. And, and sometimes people think, oh, well, we were expecting a miracle. We wanted to see her healed and walking again, and everything's fine. But I tell you, I saw so many miracles throughout this, this battle. So many miracles, one after another after another. And you may think, oh, well, the, the big miracle is being healed. But I saw where she had cancer in her brain, and it, then it was gone. I saw where she had the cancer in her liver, and then it was gone. And it was almost three years that my wife kept fighting. And I'm like, I'm, I'm, I have a friend at work that her, her wife, her mom got diagnosed with cancer after my wife and her mom passed before my wife. And I took that to my wife. I said, I want you to remember that God's still using you and there's reason for your purpose and that this situation that you're going through, you can't just give up and say, I'm done. And so she fought and she was there for many of you. I know 
Um, she texted you, she called you, and I just want to thank you for just loving on my wife and listening to her, because sometimes some of you just need to listen to her, maybe even complain about me, because, um, you know, the, the reality is, you think that somebody's perfect. You look on the outside, you're like, oh, Christine's perfect, or Nick's perfect, and I promise you, we are all flesh and blood, we all make mistakes, but it's not us that you see, it's Christ that you see in us. But I just want to thank every one of you for coming out. Family has seen.